Class is in session. Professor Ruben Kanya is going to give us 101, 201, and 301 of midterm rentals all in about a 30-minute span. So get ready, get your notepads out, and let's get to it with everything short-term rentals with Ruben Kanya. If you are serious about building your short-term rental business to $10,000, $20,000, maybe even $30,000 a month or more, you have come to the right place. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast, where we teach you all things short-term rentals. The best guests, the best tools, the best strategies. There are so many investing paths out there. It can be seriously overwhelming to start out as a new investor, but take it from me, short-term rentals is the best and the quickest way to build your cash flow. So buckle up, listen in, and get ready to conquer the world of short-term rentals. Here we go. Hey, Fearless community, before we get the show started, I want to let you know that you now have the chance to get direct access to me in order to grow and strengthen your short-term rental business. How? The Six Figure Formula membership. I'm the only one in this space offering this value-packed membership for a stupid, stupid low price of $49 per month, and you get access to me my podcast guests, you get to be a part of our amazing private community, you get our full A to Z business in a box STR kickstart course, and maybe most exciting, especially for me, you get exclusive discounts that we worked for months to get that no one else is getting out there. Price Labs, AirDNA, NoiseAware, HostAway, and so many more at your fingertips. So become a part of this 6FF movement. Get started today for just $49 a month at fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF. Hey, welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. I'm extremely, extremely excited to let you know about short-term rentals converting to midterm rentals, which is exactly what Ruben Kanya has done in his journey and how he's not only doing it with his properties, but also networking with other hosts to monetize this. It's a really cool just exit strategy. It's a cool strategy overall. And, and Ruben is really good at explaining this. I really love just how simply he broke it down. And he's got some opportunities as well for you to continue to follow him. He's got a great podcast called The Real Estate Experiment. Go check that out. Uh, but also, I just released this. If you have not checked this out yet, fearlesskyle.com slash price labs. As many of you know, there's tons of content that we've done with the CEO of Price Labs, Richie Condewall, and he's taught us a lot of great things about Price Labs. But the biggest thing that people always ask me is, how do I just get it set up? How do I just get into Price Labs and know that all my customizations are set up correctly? Well, I've created a course. It's called Five Simple Steps to Getting Your Price Labs Set Up. And in 30 minutes, you can have everything set up, ready to go with the correct customizations, with the correct setup to optimize your property on Price Labs. So go check that out, fearlesskyle.com slash Price Labs to get that course absolutely for free. That's just a gift to you guys for saying, uh, for being loyal listeners and for uh, just continuing to digest all the content that we've got. So without further ado, let's get to it right now with Ruben Kanya here on the Fearless Investor Podcast talking about midterm rentals. Hey guys, welcome into this episode of the Fearless Investor Podcast. I've got Ruben Kanya on the show here and just kind of funny, Ruben is in a mastermind with me and like probably two months ago was the first time I had actually seen him in the room and like everyone knew him but me and I was like, wow, I really feel like there's FOMO right now. It kind of felt like when, when AI and everything came out and I was busy having my first kid and I was just like, Wait, what? What's Chad GPT? What? What are we talking about? Yeah, that felt the same way about Ruben. I was just like, "What the heck? Why does everyone know Ruben and I don't?" So we got to talking, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, 
we got to get you on the show. So Thanks, with that buddy. long-winded intro, welcome in, man. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. The feeling is mutual, by the way. Everything, Kyle, everywhere we go. So <laughs> iron sharpens iron, as, as oh, I always say. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, um, you know, let's let's start with my favorite question. What's your craziest short-term rental story that you've got for our uh, Team Fearless audience today? Well, so we're based out of Atlanta. And so the short one that I have that is actually, you know, my wife, she's a COO and we, we talk about often is like, God, are we so happy that we've kind of transitioned out of these transient kind of bookings? We had like someone in there who had left like pretty much magazines, right? And like of a gun and they, they weren't leaving oh and, oh those guys yeah, nice. yeah it was oh. pretty interesting so but our but our hack is our hack we always have security in all of our short-term rentals so we will arm the house like hack right away so that if someone moves and they've overstayed the police automatically come so the police is also part of our team and they do and they every time when someone shows up at the door people answer when it's the police the police are part of your team that's the first time i've ever heard anyone say it like that that's that is good. I like it, man. Yeah. All right. Well, Ruben, uh, before we kind of get into everything's everything midterm rentals, just give everyone a little bit of the background. First of all, let's let's talk about your portfolio. Uh, what does it look like? Do you own, do you arbitrage, do you co-host? How many properties do you have? Where are they located? Just kind of give me that whole spiel. Yeah. So we're on just under a dozen in Metro Atlanta. Uh, we started in the short-term rentals, and then we also set up a network where we control about 30 properties uh, nationwide. Um, and we have preferred vendorship partnerships and, you know, folks within our mastermind where we created that network. You know, it's funny, Kyle, because it was an experiment, right? Like that's my brand. That's why I'm wearing the lab. It's like, and it's an experiment. And what I do is I interview cool people like you on my podcast and I get, and I get insight and I'm like, hold on, I got to dive a little bit deeper. And I don't know if you know, Michael Shogren was the real reason why I got into short-term rentals. Anyways, episode 91, I, I remember it. He came on and he's like, Ruben, I retired my wife. Yeah. I retired uh, my my mother and and myself in 18 months. And I was like, hold on. I was I was going down the whole bigger <laughs> pockets route, right? Like I'm like, yeah. no, nah, the whole and by the way, just for context, the way I knew Mike is I have an agency that does podcasts and content repurposing for real estate oh, cool. investors. Okay. So we had all these connections with syndicators, et cetera. That's all the Kool-Aid we were drinking. But I hadn't done the math. You know what I'm saying, Kyle? Because, yeah. you know, you do 100% occupied all day long. Why would I want to have a, a portfolio of properties that are 40% occupied? Right. When you do the math, you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And I was just like, dang, this is crazy. This is why it makes sense. And it's the exact same transition that we had in the midterm rental insurance route because we did the math. And it's like, hold on. You mean I could be 100% occupied for the next six months and be able to charge a premium because I'm working directly with insurance companies, not travel nurses, but insurance companies. Yeah. That's when things start to really change for us because we had done the math. I love that. Really quickly, go back to what you said. You, you have just under 12 in Metro Atlanta, but then you, you alluded to a network of, over yeah. what do you mean by that? Yeah. So basically we're in Atlanta and you probably know Dr. Rachel Gainsborough, which oh, I yeah. everything. She's amazing. We used to text each other like, hey, I got a lead, but I don't want to say no. And when I say a lead, nice. I would get the way we optimize our properties. We would get leads from midterm rental, uh, or I should be more specific, uh, relocation companies that work directly with insurance companies, right? Because you're all state, state farm, et cetera. They're not the ones calling and trying to find us on Zillow Rental Manager or Furnish Finder. They're hiring a third-party company that yeah. does just that, and they take their haircut. And so when we got a booking, we fostered a relationship. Then we get more bookings. Then they continue to come with these leads. 
And I'd be like, I don't want to say no because I know what a relationship is like. It, it takes two to tango. Yeah. So then I would text Rachel. I'm like, do you have anything in the South? And she's in the South. And she's like, no, I'm 100% occupied. And I'm like, there's got to be a way that we can take this conversation offline, right? Not off text and share it with people who do have inventory because the yes. more... I can serve or continue to be of service, the more they'll continue to come back. But if I say I'm 100% occupied, now I'm no longer an asset. So it's kind of like everything own, you know, own nothing, control everything. Like part of that statement is true, right? You look at Uber, you look at Airbnb, it's a leverage place. So I'm like, we have a network. We're very well connected. We have students, we have mastermind groups. I'm a licensed realtor. I have a lot of connections that I can make where I could say, hey, I think it works for you. And so then we created a midterm rental insurance network, which is live, midterm rental insurance, mtrinsurancenetwork.com, where we're essentially creating an OTA for midterm rental insurance uh, for insurance companies to connect with homeowners. That's so good. Okay. Before we dive into that, yeah, right. That's like midterm rentals 301. Let's bring break this down yeah. into like, you know, college classes. Let, let's go back to midterm rentals 101 really quick. When midterm rentals started becoming a little bit more popular. A lot of people are like, oh, yeah, travel nurses and oh, yeah, business travelers. But really, you're saying your big play is the insurance companies, right? Oh, 100%. I did the math, right? So our properties, the way this is what I was like, I like we like to solve big problems because we get rewarded for doing so, right? So the majority of our portfolio are four bedrooms or five bedroom plus. And just for context in Atlanta, again, I don't want to date this information because prices fluctuate, but you're looking around, you know. 350k to 400k especially you know the first one we had bought was at 275 now just for context to do some math our first short-term rental was a four bedroom three bath that we bought for 275 if you do the math on a short-term rental we were averaging about 5k in gross or keep in mind just for great right but for context our mortgage was 1900 right Mm -hmm. so these are margins we're looking about you know 2000 uh spread And the yeah. summertime best month, July-ish, was around 7K. Cool? Okay. So then that was our truth, right? That was our that was our, our reality. And then the insurance thing came about. And now for that property, first contract that we got was $8,000 a month for eight months. Wow. Right? So we're talking about a spread from 2000 to now 5 to 6K net on one door. Guaranteed for the next eight months. hundred percent. And this is where the math is interesting because typically when we run our numbers, you can look at air DNA, et cetera. You're looking up about in our area, 60% occupancy, right? So on a short-term rental, high turnover, et cetera, 60% occupancy. But if you do the math and you say, hold on, let me change this equation and say hundred percent occupied at that rate. By the way, we charge a daily rate, not a monthly rate because we want to maximize and get 31 days when the month is 30 versus 30, right? We just have a lot of little nuances. The math checks on. You're like, oh my gosh, like we just pocketed like 50K net on one property in the span of like six months. So when you did the math, I'm like, my whole thing is experiment, fail, and repeat. And I typically don't try to reinvent the wheel. I typically like to have a proof of concept, right? The short-term rental, guys like you in the space, love you guys, right? I follow the process. Don't need to reinvent the wheel, whether it's arbitrage, short-term rental. Follow Michael Shrogan for that. Then Dr. Rachel kind of planted that seed, and that went deep down the rabbit hole. I'm like, hold on. So you mean to tell me this is a trillion-dollar industry when you're paying your mortgage? Every Everyone who has a mortgage is paying it for insurance that when something happens, there is this area called additional living expenses, loss of use, also known as coverage D, that is typically 20% worth of the the dwelling value, right? So keep that in mind. And that, when you look at that, there's usually about 
you know, more or less, depending on your insurance, right? About 100K worth of kind of additional loss of use that can be spread out with respect to the amount of time that it takes to relocate that family. So if a family is relocated for six months and you have 100K, it would not be unreasonable for you to charge 10K a month because it's within their budget and they could make that. So that's when things started clicking. We're like, hold on. Yep. Why don't we just double down on this? So Ruben, just to give you affirmation to, to really pour into what you're saying and for Team Fearless out there listening, we have seen these happen. And, and the biggest thing that I can also say about this is this is a huge help to the families that are dealing with this. And we saw this firsthand and, and you know, I'll, I'll make this a quick story because this isn't about me, it's about you. But but to give you affirmation, you know, my, my, my wife's family, their house burned down. Mm. Luckily, everyone was okay. Everything came out fine. But the first thing that they had to do was move to a hotel for two days. And luckily, they didn't have to move there for too long because we said, we've got 50 short-term rentals here in town. We talked to the insurance companies, the out-of-pocket for my wife's family, absolutely nothing, right? And the house that usually gets 4500 to 5000 a month, the insurance approved for 6000 a month, but her family stayed there for 13 months. It was oh. amazing. And, you know, meanwhile, they got to stay in a house that was where they wanted and they got to have all the things that they needed. They didn't have to worry about going out and buying pots and pans, right? It was all there for them. And so, you know, th this is not just a great exit strategy from a profit standpoint. It's also, to me, a little bit more fulfilling than just, you know, hosting people for vacations. So let's, you know, we just talked about 101, right? And 101 is uh, what what is insurance stays. Now, 201, all right, let's graduate to 201 here. How do you get these? How are we yeah. connecting with the people that are actually going to connect me, the host, and you, the family that are going through this tough time? Yeah, I do do want to at least acknowledge what you brought up. You're 100 percent right about the how important it is. The, the, the problem that we're solving, the avatar, the families like they are extremely grateful. Yeah, because you're giving them a home away from home. Right. And it's not a hotel and it's, it feels like a home. And so I think. I, I'm glad that you highlighted that because I'm always looking for win-wins, right? But to talk about the 201 is, I think, being aware that this exists, well, then I think short-term rental operators have a really, really good opportunity to, uh, and again, I want to make sure I preface by saying this, not shut down their short-term rental operation, but optimize to also have the ability to lend these kind of deals, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things you want to do is, first identify a lot of these corporations that exist out there, which there are plenty. There are some of the big household names, which you probably have heard of, uh, and you maybe even received an inquiry from, from them and didn't think much of it, like the Ailey Solutions of the world. Those guys, you need to be in their database, right? But the other thing, the biggest thing, uh, Kyle, that people don't do is they're not properly optimized to receive it, right? I'll give you guys my, my main hack that I live by, that it opens up so many more doors that anyone who listens to this today implements this, they will see at least give themselves the best chance by even let's say Airbnb, which we know, right? We leverage Airbnb. We don't solely depend on it, but let's not kid ourselves here. It's the largest OTA that there is to date that people are familiar with. So that's where people go. So when we talk about uh, these insurance companies, they work with relocation specialists, or sometimes it's the home or what we call a policy holder themselves that goes ahead and has to look for a relocation temporary housing solution that then the insurance company will reimburse. 
And so the goal is you want to make sure you live in these databases. There's tons, right? Temporary housing directories, there's CRS, there's Ailey Solutions, there's tons. And I'll give you a hack. Just do a little chat GPT and say, find me other companies similar to Ailey Solutions oh. in my marketplace. Oh. Hit enter, get a bunch, and then don't stop there. Tell the bot, the uh, uh, chat GPT, are there more? What about more? And you keep going and <laughs> you've got like a list of like 30. In your oh local market, gosh, you can good. say that. That's, that's a hack good. I'll give you guys. So first of all, you want to live into these databases, right? Second, you want to make sure you're properly optimized. What does that mean? That sounds super high level. It's, it's really very simple. You want to make sure your calendar is wide open for these opportunities. Well, the next kind of natural thought process might be, well, Ruben, how can this be? Because I'm running a short-term rental operation. So what would it look like for me to have my availability when I'm not, right? Because I have a booking that's coming. We got December that's coming along where people are booking ahead of time. You got Thanksgiving. You got hot. We just had Halloween, right? So, well, it's simple. You duplicate a listing, right? Or you have a listing that's wide open for the next six to eight months to even a year, because now what happens is you have to think about it. If a family of five with two dogs is looking to relocate, whether it's the relocation specialist or the policyholder themselves, they're going to filter out availability for the next four months, mm. which means that when they do that, you will pop up. But if you're having still transient bookings on right. your one listing, you're not going to show up. So it's a whole visibility game. And then I go into detail a lot of in my workshops about how you should even, we get a lot of direct bookings. What does your profile say, right? Are you saying that this is what you do? The easiest marketing is the simplest marketing. Do you even tell your avatar that this is what you can offer? Some people might not even think that's a possibility, right? So tell them, we actually specialize in housing uh, displaced families. And we do work with your insurance company as well. You know how many inquiries we get where people say, and do you work with insurance companies? We're like grinning to, from, from yeah. year to year because they're like, yes, we do. But they're asking because they don't know, right? This is a very specific situation. So you want to speak to your avatar. You want to have calendar availability. You want to live in the right databases and you want to start optimizing all your digital footprints, right? So whether it's your brand so that people can find you easy, Google pages, et cetera, there's a lot that you can do. And it doesn't have to be, when I say it's a lot, there's a lot that you can do today or yeah. this week, right? And and if you already have a furnished accommodation, it's really just turning on that switch to then say, now I'm optimized and prepared to at least be able to receive these kind of inquiries and I've increased my odds of doing so. And I'm assuming when you say, hey, you know, let's take a property at 123 Main Street, Let's say the calendar is booked for the next 30 days, yeah. but you have this duplicate listing that has a wide open calendar and is probably set to what, like, you know, only allowing for 60, 90 day bookings or, or something. Oh, at no, I'm, going, I'm going all the way out okay. for the rest of the year. Okay. So someone finds that, right. But in reality, your one, two, three main street is actually booked. Mm -hmm. That's more of just a lead generation for you to then say, Hey, I have all these other properties or, Hey, I don't have any properties, but I have all these other hosts and let me go and shop around so that you can take a little piece of the pie. Is, is that, am I? That, you're hundred percent right. But let me piggy piggyback off what you just said. It's a lead. It's a complete, you said you nailed it on the head. It is a lead generation tool, Kyle, but at the same time, it's also an opportunity for you to then make an executive decision as a business owner and say, Hmm, I have a family that's going to be booking my place for three three days and it's, you know, lucrative, et cetera. Right. But now I also have this inquiry for a hundred occupancy for the next six months. Is it possible for me to a, if I have multiple other properties, move that short-term rental booking to another property and prioritize the midterm rental one, 
Yes, but okay, Ruben, how do you do that? I'll get that, that in a second. Or B, to your point, because they've reached out and now I have a touch point, yes. and because I can have multiple of these duplicate listings, I can say, hey, this one's not available, but this one is, yeah. right? Or is distance important to you? By the way, if you want to reach out to us and, and talk on the phone, you know, the name of our brand is actually everywhere. The logo, you can see it, and it's in our profile. Just Google us and you can. I specialize in being able to help families like you. And it's more or less of a concierge service. Let's take this offline and let's see how I can help you. That's the conversation you want to have. Now, for the for the first point that I made, when you're saying, well, Ruben, I'm booked, right? But I got an inquiry. What can I do? Well, we problem solve. So let's say you are booked and let's say that family is, is actually interested. Now, we want to do everything like professional. So what I always say is you can reach out. And we've done this many times. I'm not saying anything that we haven't done. We'll reach out to the family and say, hey, listen. Due to unforeseen circumstances, I know that you booked for November 11th, but we're unable to host you, right? So for that reason, we actually went out of our way and found you three other alternatives, exact same price point. If these options work, let us know. And in, in, in the interest of making sure you have a place to stay, we went out of our way to provide these options for you. Let us know if it works. Now, that first option, it doesn't have to be your property. You can do that search online and do it for them because first of all, Customer service is dead. No one's doing that. So if you were to even go above and beyond, that's like, wow, amazing. This host went out of their way to even find us alternatives. Or B, here's alternatives from your own portfolio that you can then present to the homeowner. And every time we've done that, it's either been no problem. I already trust you. I have a booking with you. Do move me, which you can, or not a problem. We'll go ahead and pick the other booking. And that is just a business decision, but you've taken care of everybody on that, right? Making sure you're doing it in a professional uh, in a five-star white glove service way. All right, listen up. If you are not using Price Labs, you are literally throwing money in the trash. Dynamic pricing is a must in our industry. If you don't know what that is, dynamic pricing is just a fancy term for supply and demand pricing. When demand is high, Price Labs will get you high price bookings. And when demand is low, it will fill up your calendar while the competition overprices themselves and leaves everything vacant. I was dumb in the beginning of my short-term rental journey. I thought I could do it all without Price Labs. So one day I just said, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to try this thing out. And immediately my income went up 15 to 20% on my listings. I really was kicking myself. I should have been using this from the beginning. So don't make the same mistake as me. Get started with your free 30-day trial at fearlesskyle.com forward slash price labs. Or even better, how about getting 25% off your first six months as a thank you for being a part of the STR six-figure formula membership? That's right. Go to fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF to become a member and claim that discount today. So I'm hearing a lot of lead intake that you're talking about coming through Airbnb, and that's the families. But what about the proactive stuff? Let's go back to what you said about chat GPT. Hey, what are all the insurance companies that are being serviced in my area that are like ALE solutions? Are you just uploading the properties to that database or are you actively trying to build a relationship with them? And and if so, how what, what does that look like? Well, first of all, Kyle, I got to ask you because you got great branding and everything and I love your stuff. And I'm thinking of getting these shirts that say contact is greater than a contract because my whole goal is to foster. I mean, you're hitting the nail on the head. It's the relationship. You said legion was a keyword that you mentioned. Another one I want to pull out. It's the relationship over everything. Right. And the way we do this is very simple. One is email marketing and two is getting on the phone to foster relationship. Because when I get on the phone, guys, this is a new industry for me. So I'm going to get a bunch of information. I'm like, hey, Kyle, tell me a little bit. I mean, I'm curious, like how many families are you are you are you, you know, 
uh, locating like a day. Like, yeah. oh, Ruben, I got about 20. Oh, no kidding. Is Are they all over Atlanta? Because we got a lot of properties in Atlanta. Like, how could I be of help for you? Like, what's helpful for you? Right now I'm getting into the, okay, how can I help a company that's based on relocating company uh, or relocating families? And how can I put myself in there? So I become a solution and an ally to them, right? That's the conversation I want to have. That's why I prefer phone over everything. And yeah. to your point, you have to build a database, right? I, I come from my background is digital marketing. People who think email is dead. No, no, no. Like email contacts, phone numbers. We have a database. That's the key point of contact which is more important than the contract, which means if someone, a family walks through a property and it doesn't work out, not a problem. As long as I ended up getting a new contact that can then follow up, I'm thinking of the lifetime value of that relationship mm -hmm. and how many families we're going to be able to help over time. And that should be the main focus. We should not be so transactional the, the way we are on maybe on the short term rentals. There's a one and done. No, this is not a one night stands. I always say, right? This is a relationship. Okay. So what I'm understanding, right, mm -hmm. is lead in, take on Airbnb, typically the families, that's going to be one, you know, kind of a one-off. You're probably not going to service that family more than once, but when you actually are proactively reaching out to these insurance companies, it could branch out to hundreds of different families that you can now service. So my transition now, this is the transition to 301, going back to your network. All right. Short-term or mid-term rentals, 301 guys, get ready to put on your caps for this one. You don't have a property. You don't have the opportunity to service this client. You don't want to miss out on, you know, ALE has reached out and you have been servicing them. You've been saying yes every time. And now this time you can't say yes because all your properties are booked. What are you doing from there to A, find the property, B, connect with that host so that you can service ALE solutions or the client with that host? And C, how are you structuring that? I'm, I'm assuming you're getting part piece, uh, you know, a piece of that pie. Yeah. So two clarifications I'll make, cause I only tell what, what we do. Right. So yeah. we obviously have a unique uh, position where we fostered relationships in, in our community and we are, um, co-hosts as well. So that's, that's a slam dunk because I already have a contract, with my co-host and the conversation that is instead of these uh, shorter term bookings, you okay. If we get some corporate clients in here, uh, absolutely. Oh, and I'm paying you more. Great. Easy slam dunk. Right. That's easy. Actually, that's your, that's your expertise, right? You're, you're teaching people how to, how, how, how they can actually scale. I mean, you have a large portfolio that you control that's having two contracts essentially. Right. So I think if you have a question about the co-hosting, it's, I have a contract with ALE and then I'll actually have a contract with my co-host. And uh, the contract with the the with the co-host is the same. Nothing changes. I'm still servicing my 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 uh, my service. Whether you're doing 25, 75, <laughs> these are so large that we actually adjust. They were like, "Hey, listen, man, I want you to eat. Like, I don't have to take yeah. the whole thing, right?" So yeah. you can you can address that, or you can keep that same structure and be like, "Hey, listen, if I get you 10 grand a month, just letting you know that I'm taking 2,500 off the top. We're still good, right?" Absolutely. As per our agreement. So you can do that. And then on the early solutions, this is where we have to keep in mind, because I'll tell you one experiment that we almost went down the rabbit hole that we didn't do for okay. liability. Right. So okay. originally we're, I was thinking, I'm like, this is crazy. I'll have like a, some kind of, and Mitch and I spoke about this because like, Ruben, why don't you just do this whole thing? You go nationwide and go crazy. And then you start arbitraging these contracts. Sure. But my quality assurance still needs to be, yes. be yes. met. Right. So yep. if I have a, if I don't know you, Kyle, and I'm like, hey, I got a lead and like we've talked once or twice and I have a contract with Ailey Solutions, which remember my contact and my relationship with Ailey Solutions is the most important thing to me. 
right? I need to make sure I still have the quality assurance where if I send you a lead and Kyle, you and I don't know each other. And then you say, hey, by the way, I, I ended up getting another booking. That family is not available. But Kyle, I just signed a contract with ALE and I owe them like that, that the next three months. Now I'm in a pickle, right? And so it's very risky, or at least we felt at the time, it's very risky to launch this, this huge, for lack of better words, uh, arbitrageal kind of network. So what we did right. instead is we just go with the people who are in our group, like our co-hosts, uh, mastermind students. Uh, and we don't even take anything off the top uh, except for the network. If you go on the MTR insurance network, which right now is only close to our network because there's a lot of fine tuning to happen. Uh, when I say the network, I mean our, our, our students, et cetera. The goal is uh, they're paying a membership to have their properties uh, marketed on that. Mm -hmm. And then we also have on the back end, we do some coaching because we also want to teach them how to fish. But the vision will be that it's very similar to Furnish Finder. You pay a one-time fee. We're going to do a monthly fee. And uh, I mean, that's what we're doing. It's not what we're going to do. We're, when I say we're going to do it for the masses, it's to make sure that it's just a place for you to list. And then we're going to drive all the relocation specialists to this place that, hey, nice. we have homeowners that understand your need, right? Yeah. Because you'd be surprised, Kyle, when I say that you need to do the math, there's a lot of <laughs> uh, homeowners, and when I say homeowners, investors who are not familiar with this, that if Ailey Solutions messages them and be like, hey, temporary housing, two dogs, nope, don't do dogs. Dude, you realize how much money is on the table? Like, you just don't know. And so that's yeah. my goal. I want to plant the seed. My goal is to plant the seed that there's a huge opportunity out there that if you're not familiar with it, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Because I still have some people who are in the space they are like, they have pushback about not having, uh, not making their, their, their properties pet friendly. I'm like, listen, if you want to make money, if you want to solve big problems and help families, it's a big problem for them to have two dogs at the kennel while they're, while they're at the hotel. And if you actually look at the inventory and you do a pet friendly, whether it's on furnished finder, et cetera, usually that inventory cuts in half because people are not, again, Maybe, maybe there's a right reason. Maybe you don't want pets and there's allergies and that's okay. But just know that let the record show and the data show that you're leaving money on the table and opportunities. So I hope that that kind of answered your, your, it, it does. It yeah. does. And, and I, I think you spoke to something really important there that the, the opportunity, if we just open our eyes, this opportunity, right? The amount of money that gets left on the table, if you're turning this away, you know, I mean, but you know, being completely honest, right? Like there's, there are still some negatives of this side of it because a lot of families do come with the pets, right? They didn't, you're, you're probably going to have to expect turning over all of the linens afterward because they've used the crap out of them after eight months. So there, there's some negatives, but at the same time, when you do the math, okay, I had to, you know, instead of paying my cleaner $250, I had to pay him 500 for all the pets. Uh, maybe I had to get a carpet cleaning. Okay. That's an extra hundred dollars. And maybe I had to uh, replace all the linens. Okay. That's another $300 added it up. It's an extra thousand dollars, but you are making an extra thousand dollars a month for the next six, eight, yeah. 12 months. The, the juice is worth the squeeze. But Kyle, right. just to, to bring that point home. Yeah. We're not assuming that cost. We have non-refundable deposits. We have pet yes. fees. We have security. Like we have this factored in. We have a deep clean in the end. We have monthly clean. So remember this is, this is corporate. They're not batting an eye at, well, hold on. What They will ask for justification. What's this extra $2,000 for? Oh, well, typically families that stay with us for more than six yeah. months with pets, uh, we typically actually do a whole clean out, refurbish, paint, yeah. uh, et cetera. So that's what why that's yeah. uh, itemized. And I'll say, oh, okay, got it. It's a very it's a very different conversation. That's also why we like this niche. It's not nickel and dime anymore. It's corporate. Is your security deposit basically one month's rent? Yes. Uh, no, no, no. Excuse me. 
let me correct. I, I didn't let you finish and I got excited, Kyle. So I apologize. <laughs> it's not. And okay. and it's, it's a very important call out. Uh, I thought you were saying, is there a security deposit uh, on the front end? Yes. But just keep in mind that the security deposit, the policy holder actually has to pay that out of pocket. Right. So you don't ever want to break the deal by making it too expensive. So get the whole traditional numbers, long-term rental. I want first month. Well, if you're charging first, you're asking someone to come out with 10 grand as a security. No, it's a whole different ballgame. We actually keep it on the low because let's be honest, right? The average American may not in a dire situation. Keep in mind, there's a lot of moving pieces here, right? Especially if someone's just lost their home, you don't want to you know, add an astronomical fee that's going to break, you know, the solution, uh, you actually want to put that fee onto the insurance company and that would be maybe our non-refundable fees, et cetera. So keep your security deposits on the lower side. We'll even do like a thousand up to 2000 uh, sometime because we know that that's coming out of the family's pocket and we don't want to, um, you know, let that be, be, uh, the, the, the block, what, what, what kills the deal. Right. Cool. Okay, we've talked about a lot, Ruben. Um, and by the way, Ben and Caroline, Robert, Craig, thank you for jumping on here. We're seeing your interaction and your questions. We'll get to those in a second here. But man, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, I don't, I've never done an insurance stay. I've never done any sort of midterm rentals. And you're telling me a lot of stuff about, you know, posting a second listing, reaching out. If I just wanted three simple steps or five simple steps, right, to get started. What should I do? Uh, maybe I even only have one listing. Maybe I have 10 listings. Maybe I have 100. It doesn't really matter. What are the, what's the one, two, three, maybe five things that I need to do right now to open up the, the floodgate of insurance days? Yeah, sure. So number one is go to the databases, right? Because a lot of these companies, you know, do you want to go to the database because they know people who are in the database understand what they do? There's a lot of pushback, like I said, when they go on Furnish Finder and someone says, you are who, right? They want people who understand their business model. So go into the databases, use the chat GPT, and there's a bunch. ALE Solutions is number one. Try to look for like companies. Go to LinkedIn and see there'll be, if you type in ALE Solutions, you'll see a bunch of other companies that are very similar. That's, go ahead, that, there, there's your action item. Uh, number two, uh, set up a separate list for emitter rentals uh, so that you're 100% open for opportunities, right? Remember, I'm not guaranteeing anything, right? That's why I would say anybody who tells you, oh, I can guarantee a midterm rental insurance contract, run in the other direction. What I am doing is I'm increasing my odds of, of being found. So that's number two. And number three, um, you know, the thing that brings home the bacon is not just doing those two and sitting. So if you really are an action taker, it's not a quantity thing, it's a quality thing. So if you're looking for a connection, find a relocation specialist in your vicinity and from one of those companies. And again, if they don't ever respond, there are multiple out there, then you probably is not going to be your person, right? Like do not continue to, there's this analogy of a fly that's trying to break on the other side and they keep on just trying to break through the glass. That's impossible. You're just, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're following up 20 times and then what, right? Yeah. Go towards the person that's actually going to pick up the phone and be like, oh yeah, uh, Kyle, what's you? Great. So find that relocation specialist. That's one of the keywords from a company and form a relationship with them. And just like a relationship, you don't ask for a date on the first. You ask, hey, how can I help you? What, what are you currently working on right now, right? A foster relationship the, the way you would do. And, and I, I think that relationship will, will go a long way. I love it. All right, Ruben, uh, you've got the Real Estate Experiment podcast. Uh, yes, talk about that for a second and also where else people can find you. God, I think this in this day and age, in this economy, right, this tool that we have, this podcast is one of the most powerful podcasts, uh, uh, tools that you can utilize. All I do, Kyle, is I surround myself by, by people who are 10 steps ahead of me. 
I listen to them. I ask really good questions. So if you ever want to tune into the podcast, we've had over some of the top leaders in, in our industry, whether it's short-term rentals and mid-term rentals, and even some top entrepreneurs, authors, et cetera, where it's all applicable to your lab. That's why I'm wearing the lab coat, right? So I think we're all, it's a playing field. And if you want to get educated on some of the top kind of short-term and mid-term rental operators, including uh, um, business owners, tap into one of my 250 plus episodes, The Real Estate Experiment, and, and, and drop me a subscribe because you know it helps. I love it. Uh, what about any any other socials that people can find you on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Like so I'm most I've, I'm most active on Instagram, the Real Estate Experiment, uh, and uh, there you can see all the stuff that I'm doing. You know, some of the talks, masterminds that I'm having, uh, my coaching, and all that stuff. I mean, I love to just share a lot of knowledge and insights. Uh, I, I I say that I have expertise, but I'm I'm far from just an expert because I'm constantly learning as well. You'll find me in some of these masterminds as as the student as well as as me being able to lead one. So I'm constantly and actively learning, and, and I'm very 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 interested in connecting with folks. So if you DM me, I'm I'm trying to get my assistant to also check some of the requests that go into that spam folder. I hate that because I miss things sometimes. I'm like, are you kidding me? But I'm in there. I'm in there as well. So please drop me some kind of Show some love. Drop me a follow. Drop me a DM. And I look forward to connecting with you guys for sure. Okay, Ruben. Uh, one last question. And we went over a lot with midterm rentals. Is there any departing words or is there anything I didn't ask that you're just like, people got to know about this? Either one of those and we'll end it there. Yeah, I think it goes back to what I love is, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, if you, if you change the way you look at things, the, the things you look at change. And I think what I'm most fascinated about is, you know, there are three investors can look on one property. One can see it as a long-term rental. One can see it as a short-term rental. One can see it as a mid-term rental. And then one can also, I should try to add a fourth in there, apply the mid-term rental insurance niche. And just keep in mind, maybe there's something you're currently doing today and you want an extra strategy. And it's all about how your knowledge base, right? So continue to learn, continue to experiment and uh, fail, learn and, uh, and, and repeat. And then I think that's the secret formula to to at least uh, getting a proof of concept in place that will continue to work and scale over time. Cool. Ruben, this has been fun, man. You obviously are very well-spoken. You've made this very easy to break down, and I'm very excited for those that are going to take action on this. Uh, so thank you for helping our audience to conquer the world of midterm rentals. We're going to keep it now in our six-figure formula group so that we can get all of our private community's questions answered. Thank you, brother. Absolutely, man. Pleasure was mine. Thank you. The Real Estate Experiment. Go check it out. That's where you can find everything from Ruben. Great conversation with him. And uh, man, I just I just hope that you can see just how powerful midterm rentals are right now, especially we didn't even get into it, but especially with regulations and the uncertainty of things that continue to pop up in the STR and Airbnb space. Lots of cities are starting to require that you host people for more than 30 days or that it be a midterm or a long-term rental, no short-term rentals, and this solves that problem. It just is going to take a little bit more of an active effort in building relationships. So go do all the things that Ruben just talked about today and continue to tune into the Fearless Investor Podcast. We're helping you to conquer the world of short-term and midterm rentals. We'll see you next week. Hey, Fearless Investor community. Thanks again for listening to this episode of The Fearless Investor. If you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And for more free content, check out my YouTube channel, also called The Fearless Investor, and our website, www.fearlesskyle.com. Until next time, keep on conquering the world of short-term rentals.